Father, we ask and we say there is illumination, the highest of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can behold you as we see ourselves in you. And we say your name alone is glorified as we are edified. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Alright. We want to study and look along the lines of healing. Hallelujah. Somebody say healing. Alright. So we'll be looking along the lines of healing in the next couple of weeks. And um, healing is something that every believer must. The subject of healing is such that every believer must know. And it's not just you, you must know the subject. And because a lot of us can teach healing and oh, the power of God is working, oh, yeah, this and that and that. But you must not just know healing, but you must learn to also learn how to walk in healing. You must learn how to walk in it. So it becomes, and the truth of the matter is this, it becomes more effective for you or for a loved one. You might not be sick, but a loved one can be. Um, uh, my pastor used to say, um, never criticize a miracle because you never know when you will need one. Never criticize a miracle because you don't know when you need one. So you might not need the healing now, but definitely you're going to need it someday. Praise God. Because it is something you have to check again and again. The subject of healing is such that you have to check it again and again and again. Because see, the world is going very fast. And the fast, uh, you know, we never could have imagined in 2020 that there will be a pandemic. Pandemic, and I'm sorry to say, it killed millions of people. It even took a friend of mine. We never can imagine where we'll wake up to tomorrow. The world is going very fast. Different things are coming up. Sometimes it thick scientists a while. Before, before they could release the vaccine in 2020, it took them a while. A lot of millions of people have died before there was a vaccine. So imagine we have learned to walk in God's healing prior to that. Hallelujah. See, let me tell you something before I even get to the subject. Is that, see, if medications fail, I am sure of something that can't fail. And that's the power of God. Hallelujah. If medications fail, eh, I am so sure that the power of God cannot fail. There is still no cure for cancer, but there is one cure, and that's the power of God. Hallelujah. That's the power of God. The power of God can heal sicknesses and disease. The power of God can heal every problems. So, the world is going so fast. Different diseases are arising. Different. Some years ago, how many of you heard about the Ebola pandemic? How many of you heard about the Ebola? Now, that was one pandemic. Now, we don't know what we'll wake up to and say, maybe another, they will just give it another name. That was how they called it COVID-19 two years ago, right? Now, we don't know what they're calling. There's another one. They said um, monkeypox coming. So you see, we're just waking up to different things. And that's, that's the work of the devil. We're just waking up to different things every day, every day. So the subject of healing is such that we must... I, I was telling you guys something in, in service last night. And I said, Kenneth Hagin said that every believer must learn to feel in the lines of faith and healing very often. I'm not teaching you this so that you put it down and, and um, say, oh, it's just a message to listen to. It's something you should hear every week. When this message is out, these are things you should feed on every week. 
you must not leave your body to chances. Hallelujah. You must not. Because see, our, as far as we are in this mortal body, there is tendency for one day, this body will break down. Every one of you see that you have been sick before, right? But you've come out of it, right? What if you got sick and you don't know how to come out of it? Well, yeah, you are going to know now. You're going to know how to come out of it. Hallelujah. So you must learn to feed along the lines of healing. You must. Because as far as you are in this body, the frailty and the mortality of this body, you are prone to sicknesses and disease. It's just, that is just how life is now. Now, very soon, the winter will come. People will start catching what they call a flu. Different things again will come up. A whole lot. So that is how the world is moving fast. So a lot of us can just jump into that bog. But you know, we have the ever true word of God. Say we have the ever true word of God. The good old word of God. Hallelujah. The good old word of God. Hallelujah. So we have that and we know what the word of God says. So let's look at the word this morning. Are you ready? Look at second, third John. Third John, not second. I'm used to second Timothy. Not, this is not second Timothy service. Second Timothy service is tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> third John. All right. Let's put your Bible. I love the flipping of the page. I love when you flip your pages of your scriptures. It's very good. When you come to buy, when you come, I've told you, I told you last week, I said, when you come to church, you must learn to come to, to church with your Bible so that you are not a candidate of deceit. So that I don't deceive you on the pulpit and you go home with my deceit. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? You know, when you come to church, you must learn to come with your Bible and your writing materials so that when I'm saying things, you can go home and check it so that I don't deceive you. That's why a lot of preachers deceive people because... You don't, they just feel like people can, they can say whatever they want to say on the pulpit and they can get away with it because they feel like you would not study it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't want you to be like that. I want you to be smart spiritually. So that way I'm on my toes when I'm also preparing to teach you. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. Are you getting it? Yes, so that means because if I know that I'm teaching an educated church, I'm going to prepare more. You right? Yeah. It's going to keep me on my toes. So I want you to be smart. Alright, 3 John 2. So get to come to church with your Bible and your writing materials and take notes as I'm talking so that you can go home and check it and say, hmm, this guy was wrong. Hmm, pastor did not say this right. You know, <laughs> I'm just joking. Alright, 3 John 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Now, this was John writing to Gaius. Now, why was he writing to Gaius? Look at Gaius in verse 1. It says, the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius. In verse 1, whom I love in truth. So, Gaius was like an elder. So, it was like John was writing to the church and Gaius was their pastor. So, when they say elder in the scriptures, elder was referring to like the pastor, the bishop of that locality. So, John was writing to the church, but particularly to Gaius, to a man. And he says, look at what he says. He says, beloved, I wish. You know, I've always told you, I, I wish some of you come for when we're doing Bible seminars, when we're doing a lot of studies, you can listen to our messages. And I, I, I've told you the etymology of words. You can listen to Bible hermeneutics. I've explained some of these things there. 
when you see that word wish, in the English, we are using our English language to see it. We are using, you know, when you say wish now, you can say, I wish for a car, right? Right? Yeah. I wish, if for me, I don't know about you, I wish for a Tesla. I mean, I've been doing research on Tesla in the last couple of weeks. I don't know about you, but I wish for it. <laughs> Someone say, is that not a kind of wish? That's your business. That's my wish. <laughs> All right, so it says, I wish. So now, you're reading it in your, in your English language. But you must understand that the scriptures was not written in English originally. It was written in Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek. So that shows words were transferred. For some of you that are not English speaking originally, you understand what I mean by word being transferred. Okay, so I'll give you an example. I'm from Nigeria and I'm a United States citizen, but I am English speaking. But I also have my native language. I can speak my native language, which is Yoruba now. And when I'm speaking my native language, I'm trying to translate, if I have a translator here, speaking my language and I'm trying to speak it in English, I am not going to say most of the words exactly. How many of you know that? Those of you that are not English speaking originally. How many of you know that? Let me see your hand. Alright, cool. So now when it says wish, that is not the original word. Wish in the Greek is eishomai. It is E-U in the Greek. E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. Now, E-U-C-H-M-O-I. 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 It's the same term used for prayer. Just like our sister was teaching us earlier on and teaching us about hunger and all of those things. It's the same term used for prayer. Like a strong desire. Now, look at what I just said now. I just explained to you and I said, this is strong desire. It's a term used for prayer. And that is the word in the originals. Now, do you notice that that is different from wish? Because in our word now, you can say, I wish to eat mcdonald's i wish to eat five guys after the service you know but this is not showing you the exact word very well and that's why our sister did a good job this morning in explaining to us that you can have a strong desire you can have a strong wish so it's used in form of prayer and i'm going to explain this in a couple of uh, as time goes on but not not today so we can safely say in verse 2 that the elder, look at it in verse 1, it says, The elder to whom the world beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. In verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish. We can safely say John was praying because we use the word ekomai, used for prayer. So it was used for prayer like a strong desire. I mean, if you get it to this point, let me see your hands. So we can safely say, Thank you. So we can safely say John was praying just like. Paul prayed for the church of Ephesus in Ephesians 1 verse 16, verse 16 to 23, in Philippians 1 verse 9 to 11, Colossians 1 verse 9 to 11, you know, Philemon 1 verse 4 to 6, we can safely say John was praying for Gaius. So, it will mean I desire in prayer. So, it could safely say beloved, I desire in prayer, right? Can we say that? Right? Can we say that? In 2022 language, can we say that? Let me see if you agree. Let me see if you agree. Cool. All right. So we can safely say, I agree in prayer. I strongly desire in prayer above all things that thou mayest prosper. That will prosper means safe journey, fruitful journey. You know, when they say it's a prosperous way, it just simply means 
a fruitful journey, a safe journey. And as is thou may prosper and be in health. He used the word health. Health there means good health. It's taken from the word eugaini, which is also taken from huges, H-U-G-E, in the Greek, H-U-G-E-S in the Greek. And it means healthy, healthy. It is used as an opposite of sickness. So that word eugis, H-U-G-E-S in the Greek, is used as an opposite of sickness and diseases. So, Paul, oh, sorry, not Paul now, John was writing to Gaius and said, I'm praying for you that you are prosperous and that you are in sound health. You are in good health. It was used for the physical body. We can see how it was used in Luke 5, verse 31. Luke 5, verse 31. Luke 5, verse 31. Don't forget we are studying healing, right? All right. Luke 5, verse 31. Like I said, you must learn to open the scriptures so that I don't deceive you. I don't want to deceive you. Do you want your pastor to deceive you? Nobody's talking about it. Pastor deceivers. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. Luke 5, verse 31. He says, And Jesus answering said unto them, That they that are whole, are you seeing the word? They that are whole need no need of a physician, but they that are sick. Look at Luke 7, verse 10. So it was used as healthy, whole. Luke 7, verse 10. It says, But they that were saints returning found the servant whole. Are you seeing the word oh? So can we safely say, John was praying that Gaius is old. Can we say that? Can we say that? So because we are seeing the word all, E-U-G-S, H-U-G-E-S in the Greek. All that have been sick. So if you are not sick, you are healed. It's the exact opposite. So if you are not sick, you are healed. If you are not, if you are healthy, it is either you are healthy or you are not healthy. It's either you are sick or you are healed. Are you getting it? All right. So you can see it also in the parable of the Podiga son. In parable of the Podiga son, it says he brought him safe and sound. So, nothing missing. That's, that's just what it means. Nothing missing. The oldness of a physical body. So, when it says, he brought that he wished that is he walking in health. We can simply say, the oldness of a physical body. And we can see that in the parable of the son, when it says, the father brought, the son came back old, safe and sound from his journey. So, can we say he prospered from his journey, right? And he came safe and sound. So that is the physical body is functioning properly. We can also see it. It was used in doctrine. It was also used to explain doctrine, sound doctrine. Look at 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. Are you there? I'll wait for you. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. Are you there? I'll wait for you. First Timothy 1 verse 10. It says, For whoremongers, for whoremongers, for them that defy my kind with menstilers, liars, and perjured person, if there be anything that is contrary to sound doctrine. So, I'm just showing you different places it was used. Now, we've seen how it was used as health, right, in the scripture. Now, we are seeing how Eugis was used now in sound doctrine because they are sick doctrines. They are doctrines that are not sick. Doctrine just simply means, in the Greek word, the rascalia, it means teaching. Are you getting me? So there are some doctrines or teachings that are not whole, that are not sound. So Paul used the word sound doctrine. You see that in, in Titus 1 verse 9. Titus 1 verse 9. Titus 1 verse 9. Are you there? Titus 1 verse 9. 
You must learn to open the scriptures fast. Titus 1 verse 9. It says, are you there? It says, holding fast to the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able to, he may be able by sound doctrine. Titus 1 verse 9. By sound. Are you seeing the word sound? Sound. So put this down for your reference. Titus 2 verse 1. You see there also. Titus 2 verse 1. Sound. Oh. So every time it is used for a doctrine. So another time it was used for a doctrine. So we have seen that it was used for sickness, physical body. We've, used, we've seen that it was used also for doctrine. EUGs. So it doesn't refer to a person. Even though because they are sick doctrines like I've explained. So it means the physical well-being. So let's go back to our third John verse 2 now. Third John verse 2. Are you, are you following me this morning? I'm, not, I'm feeding you with a lot of information. That's why you're in church. You should come to church to learn information. You shouldn't come to church to hear, aspire, desire to require the retire and the refire and go to a fire. <laughs> That's not what church is all about. Church is where you learn the God's word. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say church is where you learn God's word. You're not saying it like you mean it. Uh, yeah. A lot of people go to church to, to be snapping their feet and be saying, Preach it, Pastor. If you try it here, I will stone you. I'm just joking. <laughs> Alright, third John verse third John verse two. It says, Below, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So it means the physical well-being. So John is praying for Gaius to be physically sound. No headaches, no stomach problems, no troubles, no back pains, no migraines, no eye problem, no leg problem, no knee problem. You, are you getting it? So you can pray that for your disciple, you can pray that for people you're following up on, that they are physically sound. So you can pray. You know, a lot of us like to pray the revelation prayer. Oh, that the highest of understanding is enlightening for disciples. That their highest, that they may, you know, the highest of understanding is enlightening. You know, feeling more of a six. That the confession of their faith become effectual. By them acknowledge every good thing which is in them. It's Christ Jesus. It's a good prayer. But you can also pray this for people too. That they are in good health. They are in sound health. Because good health is good stuff. Good health is a life free of sicknesses and disease. Goodness is a, good health is a life free from sicknesses and disease. And the truth of the matter is, God wants you free from sickness and disease. God's will is good health. Tell your neighbor, say, God's will. You're not saying it like you mean it. Some of you are sounding hungry. It's God's will. It's good health. God's will is good health. God doesn't just want to heal the sick. God has the ability to do what he wants to do. See, let me tell you something. As eager as God is to get a man saved, God is also eager to get a man healed. God is super eager to heal the sick. It is not God's will that some people are in home care today. I know people have made, this country has made um, money out of them. I'm sorry, but that's wrong. Making the money out of people's problem, that's wrong. Those men can be healed. God's will is not for them to be in that place. 
God's will is not for anyone to be mentally retarded. God's will is not for anyone to be depressed. God's will is not for you to, to, to go through problems, to go through hypertension, to go through blood cuts, or all of those things, you know, arthritis, ulcer. That's not God's will. And don't let, see, a lot of us have learned, we have taken sicknesses as normal. That's, I want to correct your mind this morning that even little pains are not normal. Some people say it's just malaria. Just. Really? That just has killed somebody? Yeah. So, God has the ability to do what he said he would do. He has the ability to do what he said he would do. Look at in Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Verse 21 to 23. Let's get studying now. Matthew 15 verse 21 to 23. Matthew 15 verse 21 to 23. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Matthew 15 verse 21 to 23. It says... Then Jesus went thence and departed from the coast of Thai and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And he answered her not with a word. And the disciples came and, came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. See, we're going to, all the things we're going to examine in this series, we're going to examine scriptures line upon line, precept upon precept, because some of us, the only belief we have is because of familiarity. Healing can be sitting beside you. Somebody who can pray for you to be healed can be sitting beside you, but you will ask you, ah, I don't, you're just too familiar with the person. And a lot of us, because <laughs> unbelief is the bread in the realm of familiarity. James 1 verse 20. Look at James 1 verse 20. Some of us can also hear God's word sometimes and not believe it. Also you say, it's that guy that just wore blue clothes. I don't believe what he's saying. James 1, in James 1 verse um, 22, it says, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, it's like a man beholding his face in a glass. So, don't be someone who just hear the word and just go. You must learn to act on the word. Say, I must learn to act on the word. The reason for this teaching is that you act on the word. I want us to be a church that feeds on healing. That healing flows like water in this church. Yeah. I want every new convert to be able to lay hands on the sick and be healed. Miracles still happen in our days. Hallelujah. We are not physicians. Some there are some. I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. Some people call themselves physicians, and I'm, I'm going to really teach about it. Anticipate. I'm going to do an apology on that thing very soon. I'm going to have a Bible seminar, and we're going to deal with that that stuff. Some people have this stupid. I call it this very stupid belief that the gifts of the Spirit don't work anymore. That the the thing just stayed with the Scriptures, and it doesn't exist in our today's day. That's mad. Come, come and let. If you meet any of them, bring them to me. Let them come and see the power of God. Hallelujah. Don't tell me that the things have been healed before. Hallelujah. 
and I'm still going to be healed. Praise God. So I believe in the power of God. So don't say, don't, don't say because, and you know a lot of people just because they have money and they have health insurance or Medicaid or Obamacare, <laughs> they just feel like they don't want to receive any healing. They just want, you know, I, I was one time we were trying to pray for someone. Sometimes he goes, the person said, no, 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 don't worry. I have health insurance. I said, okay, don't worry. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> what, what will you do? <laughs> Go and perish your health insurance. <laughs> it's, it's, your, it's your problem. I, was, I came, I wanted to heal you, pray for you. And that's all. I'm not trying to collect your money. You're going to walk free. You know, healing is so cheap. You don't need money. Do you get it? You don't need money. You don't need insurance. You just have to ask on God's word. Hallelujah. You don't need any. See, so, you see, we, as believers, we don't have to spend all our life savings on health care. Someone say, but how will doctors feed? Well, they're going to find another job. <laughs> how will nurses feed? Well, that's their problem. <laughs> they will just be helping us to take care of baby, mother, baby, like people that want to give birth, you know. Those, those, those ones are okay, you know. They were helping us to, let's say we pray for a case. You know, there are cases we can pray for and the person will just go for a successful surgery. They'll be helping us to, we'll be like, okay, sister favor, all right. We have prayed for this person. Go and do your job in the natural. That's their work. I have a goal. And I've told you guys before, if you can remember, that I'm going to pray someday and we're going to empty hospitals. I don't know if you remember when I said it. I said it in 2019. I don't know if you remember. We're going to, we're going to, it's going to happen. Someone says, how is it going to happen? You're just going to hear it. You might not be there, but you will hear it on TV. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. In this lifetime, it's going to happen. We're going to shut down mortuaries. We're going to raise the dead. Someone say, is it possible? Uh, all right. You're going to be there. You might not just be there, but it's going to happen. Praise God. You know, there will be times we'll just be preaching just here. And from here, someone will be hearing our voice in the hospital by the power of God's spirit and they will jump up. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's going to happen. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I do. It's going to happen. Very soon when we get on radio stations, when we get on TV, we're going to televise healing miracles. Men, we hear our voice, the waves of God's healing, and they will jump up from their sick bed mentally retarded people will just pack back to life. Amen. Hallelujah. God. It's going to happen. And it can happen through you. And that's why I'm teaching that. It can happen through you. So back to what we are studying. In Matthew 15, let's go back to there. Matthew 15. In Matthew 15, the woman went to Jesus with such a desperation. And just like our sister was teaching us this morning on hunger, she went with such, such an hunger. Such a desperation because she wants something. I don't know about you, but you know, when you are hungry for something, you, you might almost want to do everything for it. She went. The disciples sent her away. But why would she go to Jesus with such a desperation? Have you, have you just thought about it? Why would she go to Jesus with such a desperation? Because you can't go to someone you know you, who can help you. If I know you're going to give me money, I'm going to come to you. But if I know you don't have money, I'm not going to come to you, right? That's how it is. Because she knew that Jesus was as an answer. So she went to Jesus with such a desperation. She was persistent. She knew what she wanted. And a lot of, a lot of us don't learn to stay long enough with God's word. Let's say we hacked on God's word today. We confess God's word today. We say, ah, healing is mine. Healing is mine. 
Then the next thing you say, uh, let me go. I, 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 you'll be checking your, you'll be saying, healing is mine. You'll be checking, you'll be looking for your insurance. Healing is mine. Healing is mine. My health insurance. <laughs> my, let, me, let me go for my health insurance. Healing is mine. Healing is mine. You know? We have to learn to stay on God's word. Because there's just something about knowing something well. I don't know about you, but every one of you know your name well, right? You know, if I call you a name that is not yours, you're going to respond and say, that's not my name. Right? Yes, that's, that's how it is. Because you know it well. So imagine knowing God well as an healer. One of the things I want you to understand this morning is you have to know God so well that he is ready to heal you all the time. He is ready to, see, regardless of, even if you, even if you killed someone yesterday, I'm just saying that, I know you can't do that. He's still ready to heal you. He's ready to heal all the time. Because I don't know about you, but I'd rather persist with someone I know who can help me or who can help me deal with a situation as someone who cannot do anything for me. So she knew Jesus. She knew Jesus can help. So she persisted long with Jesus. She did. She knew Jesus can do can can work miracles. So she persisted long. She stayed long with him. And how did she know? In Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. 6. He says, I am the Lord that he let thee. So she has read the scriptures. That if this is God, he must be a healer. Right? She must have read the scriptures. Exodus 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, 26. So, if it can be true, if, because if it can't be true on healing, then it can't be true on salvation. Right? I don't know if it, about you. But if it can't be true on healing, then it can't be true on salvation. Then there will be no need to trust him on salvation if he cannot heal the sick. Because one of the characters of God in the Old Testament is that he healed the sick continually. I just showed you now in Exodus 15 verse 26. It says, I am the Lord that he let thee. You know there's that song, I am the Lord that he let thee. You send the Lord my healer. You sent your word. I'm healed from disease. You are the Lord my healer. You know? So it is in his character to heal the sick. It is. It is in his name to heal the sick. If you look at our, our materials at back there, one of the things we explain about the authority in his name is that you can heal the sick in his name. So it is in his character. It is part of his name. It is part of his nature. So if you can, you can safely call God a savior, you can call him a healer. Hallelujah. So it is his nature. Just like I can't call you a name, you're not bearing, right? My name is Ayomide. My name is Toby. If you call me that two name, I'm going to respond. But if you call me favor, that's not my name. Right? But so, if you can call God the Savior, we can call him the healer. Why? We can call him the deliverer. Right? We can call him the provider. Right? Because that is his nature. So, he's eager to always heal the sick. Always. 
So it is in his character. He says, I am the Lord that he led thee. And that carries the same verbiage. Because Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. John 1 verse 1 to 3. John 1 verse 1 to 3. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. John 1 verse 1 to 3. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made. And the same was made with him. John 1 verse 14. He says, and the word became flesh. And it dwelt among God. And we beheld him as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Glory to God. That is God. So Jesus is God in the flesh. We have a series like that. The incarnation. You should lay your hands on that. You understand what I'm saying properly. Jesus is God in the flesh. So the same God who said in Exodus 15 verse 26. Is now the same God as a man alive. In the four gospels. Hallelujah. So he was present. Actively present. Remember this word. You're going to need it when we are studying called biblical doctrine. He was actively present in the Old Testament. And now, he is now physically present in the four Gospels. So, he was actively pleasant, present in his character, in his healings, in his actions. He was actively present. But in the four Gospels, now he is now manifest. We could now see him doing it. So, if he said he was a savior, he has to do it. So if he said he was a savior in the Old Testament, he has to do it in the New Testament. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So if he said he was an Eli in the Old Testament, he has to heal the sick in the New. So if he healed the sick in the Old Testament, when he was not physically present, but his character was present, right? His actions were present, right? His, he, was, he, was physic, he was visibly displaying in, with his glory. He has to do it in the New. He has to do it as now God in the flesh. He has to. If he didn't heal the sick in the four gospels, they would have questioned him. That, oh, this is not God. I'm adding to what I taught you in incarnation now. Well anticipated for series two. If he didn't heal the sick in the four gospels, they would have questioned and said, no, this can't be God. So, what we have in the four Gospels is God in the flesh. So, that self-declared Ila of the Old Testament is now in the flesh called Jesus Christ. So, if God didn't heal the sick, then he is not God's incarnate. In Hebrews 1 verse 3, John 10 verse 30, he says, I am a father, we are one. Look at John 10. Let's go to John 10. I don't want to quote it for you. Look at John 10. John 10 verse 30. John 10, let's look at verse 30. It says, Hi, my father, we are one. Look at the verse 37. Are you, are you there? I wait for you. Let's be fast. John 10, verse 37. I'm walking with time this morning. John 10, verse 37. It says, If I do not, if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know me, and I believe me. That the Father is in me and I in him. So Jesus was making us know that he is doing what the Father is doing. So Jesus is doing what the Father is doing. So what was the Father doing? We can safely say the Father healed in the Old Testament, right? He healed the sick and now he's doing it. So healing is the Father's work. When he says work, I mean, I mean energy and effort. That is healing is something he put energy and effort to. 
So you can look at healing from that perspective. You know, a lot of us look at healing from the perspective of signs and wonders. Oh, we had a great camp meeting. Oh, we had a great meeting. Healing, signs, miracles, signs and wonders. Mark 16, verse 15. He says, in my name you shall take up serpents. In my name you shall lay on the sick. And all of those things, you can see miracles. Oh, God, what a glory, glory time. Oh, we had a great outreach. You know, signs and wonders, flat for verse 30, signs and wonders, miracles. You know, it can be a characteristic of your ministry. But it is not just for your ministry. It is primarily God's will for your life. Or else, if it is not God's will for your life, because you can be healing the sick and yet you don't know how to be healed. You could be praying for people, seeing asthma disappear, seeing people from crutches stand up. And yet you don't know how to walk in healing. You'll just be like a guy who is, or you just be like a signboard pointing people to the direction and you are not there. So healing is God's will for your life. Say your neighbor, say healing is God's will for your life. Some of you are not looking at your neighbor to say that. Say healing is God's will for your life. So God wants you healed. It's not just a sign of your preaching and teaching ministry. No. God wants you healed. He doesn't want you to have that high pain. He doesn't want you to have that long-sightedness, short-sightedness. No. He doesn't want you to have that leg problem. No. He doesn't want you to have ulcer. No. He doesn't want you to have sibling problem. No. He doesn't want you to have headache, migraines. No. He wants you, you saw what John prayed for Gaius, he wants you whole, healthy. And see, let me tell you something. Sickness was called a cause by Moses. The Thalonomy 28 verse 22. Let's see. Sicknesses was called a cause. What if you know what a cause means? Cause is not a good thing, right? Right? Yes, sir. All right. Moses called it a cause. Look at Deuteronomy 28. Verse 22. Deuteronomy 28, verse 22. Deuteronomy 28, verse 22. Deuteronomy 28, verse 22. He says, The Lord shall smite thee, with consumption, with a fever, with inflammation, with extreme burning, with sword, with blasting, and medium, and they shall pursue them that perish. In verse 17, he started, or if you read from verse 16, he started making them understand, cost be this. In verse 27 of that place, he says, the Lord will smite them with a the, with the botch of Egypt, with a hemorrhoid, with a scab, and with the itch, and wherefore thou can't be healed. Verse 28, the Lord will smite thee with madness, blindness, and astonishment of the earth. So it's a cause. It's a cause. Sickness is actually a cause. A cause in Hebrew, because now we are using the Hebrew word now because we are using the Old Testament. The Old Testament, like I told you, is written in Hebrew, while the New is written in Greek. I don't know if you understand that. It's that simple. So when we're studying, we look at the Hebrew now. So in the Hebrew, the cause means a failure. Something has failed. Something is not working. So we can safely say sickness in your body means a failure. Something failed to work. But you know, 
God has blessed us. Hallelujah. So, sickness in itself is a failure somewhere. That pain means something is not working in your body. That headache means your head is just, <laughs> you know, there's this thing they say, turning on you. <laughs> it's just turning on his own. That back pain just means there is a failure somewhere. That ulcer means there is a failure somewhere. That disease, that issue just means there is a failure somewhere. And it's a negative thing. But look at in Psalm 103 verse 3. Psalm 103 verse 3. Psalm 103 verse 3. He says, look at God. This is our God. Hallelujah. God. I think I thought the message two, three years ago. I called it our God. I don't know if you have listened to that message. Our God. How many of you have listened? Let me see. How many of you have listened to that message? Our God. Uh, uh. All right. Just three people. Oh, okay. The, Psalm 103 verse 3. He says, who forgive it all thy iniquities... Who healeth all thy diseases. So, he heals all our diseases. You know, yesterday we studied this gospel and we said, the Lord can forgive our sins, right? So, if his character and his nature is forgiveness of sins, in that same nature, he can heal the sick. So he's not just particular about forgiving your sins, he's also particular about healing you. As long as it is a disease, it can be healed. Glory to God. As long as it is a disease, whatever issue it is, HIV, cancer, lump in the breast, headache, migraine, ulcer, arthritis, Name it. It can be healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So now, one of the things, one thing I want you to learn today is I need you to learn how to build your faith now. So that when things come that are bigger than you, you can deal with it. Before you use Ali for headache, for that migraine, why not see the power works in my body now? Why don't learn to build your faith in small issues? Oh, that back pain. Why don't put your hands on it and say, right now my body begins to function effectively. Effectively now my body is receptive to the healing power of God. The healing power of God walks through my body. It's affecting the healing and the cure right now. Why not act on God's word? I've taught you how to use your faith. Why not act on God's word and speak to your body? So that when you are isolated in the hospital, it's not going to happen to any one of you. So when you are isolated in the hospital, you still know how to speak God's word. Because, see, like I told you, don't underestimate any sickness of any proportion. Don't underestimate it. Oh, it's a cough. Deal with it. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? If it is, a, if it is just cold, deal with it. Don't underestimate any sickness of any proportion. 
Exercise, because you can be exercising your faith on how to, oh, I believe and I receive a car. I believe and I receive a good job. I believe and I receive that. You could be exercising your faith in all of those things. I thought two years, is it two years ago or last year, I thought walking on water. I beg you, listen to that message. I, I just told, I just sense to tell you that. Listen to that message this week, walking on water. It's on our high kai. Walking on water. I thought that message last year, February. Walking on water. Listening to that message. So, exercise your faith in all areas of your life as possible. Because it takes faith to minister. It takes faith to minister. You can take faith to minister. You can do, but see, learn to exercise faith for healing. If I don't believe the truth about healing from here, then I have no reason to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. If I don't believe that God can heal me, then probably he never rose from the dead. Probably he never rose from the dead. If Jesus didn't heal the sick, then he probably didn't raise from the dead. Because he has to heal the sick. Half thing verse 38. Half thing verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about with the Holy Ghost and power. Who went, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So, sickness is an oppression of the devil. Tell your neighbor, say, sickness, sickness. is an oppression. Is an of the, of the devil. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Acts 2 verse 22. Look at Acts 2 verse 22. Acts 2 verse 22. I'll wait for you there. Acts 2 verse 22. Are you there? Acts 2 verse 22. So sickness is an oppression of the devil. It's an oppression of the devil. Acts 2 verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear this word. Jesus of Nazareth. Are you there? Acts 2 verse 22. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourself also know. Approved there means God has put his stamp on him. Hallelujah. Divine healing is a proof of God's power. Divine healing is a proof of God's presence. The violin is a proof of God's glory. Like I said, if I believe, if I don't believe in healing, if you and I don't believe in healing, then we have no reason to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Because if we look at the scriptures and we see that Jesus healed the sick, the disciples healed the sick. The Bible says, I'm poor aprons and handkerchiefs in Act 19 were taken from Paul's body. Hali. Hayah. The Bible says, I'm Peter's shadow. Was he says the people lay down on the streets such that Peter's at least they say at least Peter's shadow we walk past. Ha yeah, what's your shadow doing? Glory to God. To God. You know, healing the sea. So if we study God's word and we see that Jesus was raised from the dead, we can also believe that Jesus healed the sea, and Jesus wants you well. Tell your neighbor, say, Jesus wants you well. Jesus wants you well. You're not saying it like you mean it. Jesus, 
Jesus wants you well. So divine healing is a proof of God's presence. So when a sick is healed, that's a proof of God's presence. It's a proof of God's glory. It's a proof of God's power. And that can happen anywhere. Glory to God. That can happen in your dormitories. That can happen in your hostels. That can happen in Walmart. That can happen in Kroger. That can happen via airways. That can happen just via someone chatting. I've had people just me talk to me and I just type to them and I say, you are healed right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, check your body now. And they tell me the pain is gone. I've ministered to people like that a couple of times. Just via WhatsApp. So healing is the proof of God's presence. So if Jesus didn't heal the sick, like I said, he is not God manifest in the flesh. If Jesus didn't heal the sick in the four Gospels, then he wasn't God manifest in his flesh. And one truth about this is, see, I don't, see, I'll tell you a story. Before I even knew what I'm preaching to you today, before I even knew Greek Hebrew, knew all of those things, <laughs> I've been healed. Many years ago, I was rushed out from when I was in high school. I was rushed out from school. I used to tell you the story. I used to be a sickler. It mean, I mean a sickler. I fell sick at least once every three months. I don't know how it happened. I mean, I, I, I saw my parents one time arguing whether they really gave birth to me. You know, when you become a national problem, where your prayer is, I didn't, let's go and do DNA tests. I don't think I'm giving it to this boy. <laughs> you know? So I keep, I kept falling sick, falling sick every time. It affected me. But this day I was rushed out. I, I was having a stomach trouble, a, a complete ulcer, and I don't know what was wrong that time. So I was rushed. That was the first time I was now admitted in a public hospital. I saw that was the first time in my life I saw, I mean, I'm visiting the hospital for the first time and that was the first time in my life I heard people die. I only hear the story or watch Nollywood movies about it, but I've never seen people die before. I saw people die, I saw people scream. That's the day I told myself, I hate hospitals. Ah, I don't like it. Those of you that work there, good for you, but ah, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing to walk there. You're just helping human beings. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's not a bad thing. Don't go and say, Pastor said we should resign from our job. I did not say that. You heard the devil. <laughs> All right. So I was there in the hospital that night. I was, um, I saw people shout, die, like, hey, he's gone. Oh, oh everybody will start crying. And I tapped the brother beside me. I said, what happened? He said somebody just died. He said it casually. He said oh, somebody just died because the guy has been there for long, so he's used. <laughs> he was used to the noise and everything. He said, "Oh, that noise." He said somebody just died. I, something again happened in the hospital. He just said, "Oh, something just happened." Ah, and I, I said, "Ah, how long have you have you been here?" <laughs> so he was he was so used to what was going on. Ah, me, I knew. Ah, I, 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 I'm not used to this life. No, I can't do, I can't do this. No, I'm not. I can't do this. So I spoke. So that night I was... So when I heard that cry and everything, I was on Tugu. I don't know if you know Tugu. Tugu, as um, that social media, that time. I was, I was using it. That was some years ago. I was there. And I just dropped my phone down. And I just screamed. And I said, right now, the healing power of God walks through my body. And I refuse to be sick 
again and since then hallelujah glory to God since then I've not had a cause to be in the hospital and I'm never going to have one glory to God it's been almost 10 11 years now I've never had the cause to go back have I been feeling feverish yes have I had pains in my body yes you know it's not good to make certain boost of eh, I've never had any pain women can't say that because they they go through pain every month so when the preacher is telling you I've never had any pain in my body no you have something on your eye every time you wake up that's that shows your body is frail <laughs> you know you have a bag of what they call that thing eye bag right or something in your eye it shows your body is frail women can't tell you they don't go through pain every month you know so but we can always be healed hallelujah we can so i knew god as a healer even before i knew how to preach healing <laughs> i experienced my miracle so it could be a muslim is ready to heal the person it could be a buddhist god is ready to heal the person it could be an hinduist a traditional worshiper god is ready to heal the person regardless of the faith he's ready god wants everyone whole i remember one time again I was preparing for a service many years ago. I was preparing for a service. You know, there are times as a preacher, some of you, some of you have preached before, you know what I'm saying. You're just prepared, you're, you're stirred up. You're like, ah, today's a power service. <laughs> Brain and brethren. The people I, I was supposed to preach to came to me in the room because I couldn't go. <laughs> Sickness held me struck. I couldn't preach. That was when I knew service can hold and the pastor will not be in church. <laughs> <laughs> service air, they came back and said, ah, it was a great service. Soji came to me and said, ah, you missed. It was a great service. It was, ah. I said, my note is there. The notes I've written. To sh this was many years ago. This was about 10, 11, 12 years ago. They came to me and said, sorry. They brought, you know, Lucas A. Boost? Oh, God. Sorry. They brought Lucas A. Boost to me. Eh, drink it, drink, drink. Don't worry. The Lord will hear you. Till today, I have not preached that sermon. <laughs> Sickness is a disease. It's an oppression of the devil. I can tell you because I've been healed before. So, if somebody th so it's too late for anybody to tell me, I don't believe in healing. I have been healed before. I'm a proof that God has healed me before. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have been healed. So, he is an healing God. Hallelujah. He is an healing God. You don't need to know so much to be healed. Just what you are hearing now is enough word for you to be healed. It's enough. Look at Matthew 15, verse 22. Let's go back there as we round off now. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Alright, let's go back there. Let's do some finishing work now. and We'll continue next Sunday. Look at Matthew 15, verse 22. Matthew 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Cana came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not with a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Verse 24. And he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In verse 22, 
She came from Canaan, a woman from Canaan. In their days, she wasn't qualified. Yet she come. That was why Jesus responded in verse 24, that, ah, I'm not sent to the house. I'm not sent but to the lordship of the house of Israel. So she wasn't qualified to meet Jesus. That was why the disciples said, send her away. They were not mean guys. They were, no, they were, not, they were not trying to act mean or say, no, leave Jesus alone. No, they're just trying to make you understand that this person is not qualified to talk to you. It's just like saying, um, um, uh, let me give you an example. Um, it's just like saying um, an ISIS person is your friend. And now that's, that's even an extreme one. Just like saying a country that the United States of America has flagged. Okay, it's just like during Trump era, when Trump was president, he flagged some Muslim country and said they are dangerous. They, I, call, I think he called them threats to the United States, and he does. He didn't. I think he didn't want them to be in the country. Some Muslim countries like that, and he, he just banned them from coming to the United States. So now, you know, if they come in by any means, we can safely say they are illegal, right? Because of the documentation and the law that Trump passed. I mean, those are the first things that Joe Biden removed when he got into power. Though, now, so in their days, they also have things like that. Ah, you can't talk to this person. So that's why the disciples say, ah, she's away. But you know what? She persisted. She knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted. She knew, look at what she said. Look, look at it. You know, the person teaching us in the morning told us, she said, the sister told us, she said, we must, we must persist, right? I don't know if you listen to what she was telling us in the morning. We must be hungry. In verse 26, she said, he said, boy, it is answered. Look at verse 25. He said, and it came. Then came she and Washington saying, Lord, help me. In verse 26. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take this children's bread. And cast it to dogs. Now, what is a dog? A dog is someone who doesn't believe. That is who is not in covenant with God. Now, uh, let me just give you a, a proper run through of that. Look at Philippians 3 verse 1. Philippians 3 verse 1. Philippians 3 verse 1. Let me just explain what a dog. So, when you see a dog, it's, it's, like, it's like saying, it's, used, it's as a description in the scriptures. It's just like a, to describe something. Look at Philippians 3. Verse 1 to 2. Or let's see verse 2. It says, beware of what? He said, beware of dog. Someone say, really? Dogs in America? Nah, it's the scripture. So everybody opened there because I don't want you to go and leave this service and say, Pastor said we should not, we should beware of dog. No, it's just figurative. Oh. Are you getting it? It's not saying you should not have dogs. <laughs> Before I, before I get an arrest, he's blaspheming against my dog. You know, we live in perilous times in this country. <laughs> People get married to their dogs in this country. What, what a world. <laughs> I'm sorry if you like dogs. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, just sorry. But I'm not sorry. He <laughs> said, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. So, so when he says, so look at verse 26. Go flip back to verse 26 in that Matthew 15. So when he says, and he said, are you there? I'll wait for you. When he says, and he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. So it's like saying, Jesus is saying, healing is the children's bread. It's just like saying, you have 
I wonder if you, when you were growing up, you had what they call housemaids, nannies. I wonder if you had things like that when you were growing up, nannies. I wonder if you, just few people. Oh shit! All right. So the work of a nanny is to take care of somebody, but you know they are not children, right? They are not the children of the person, right? They just take care of the person for you. So you know the right and benefit of you as the child is different from the nanny. And you know, imagine, now let me use Africa for instance. Some people are wicked. I mean, if I watch Mama G movies, uh, Africa, oh God, you guys should, you, uh, good, good. So you guys should bing on Hollywood. You get me? Go and watch some old Hollywood Mama G's movie. You know, if Mama G, let me use Mama G now, if Mama G is your mother, you know that the housemaid, and you are the housemaid, you know you are finished. <laughs> you know you are finished so that was how it was so Jesus was making her understand that healing is children's breads now look at in verse 27 look at what she said look at persistence now you know if it was you you'd be like if it was Chiamakana for instance that was this woman they would say oh pastor does not want to bless me let me just go but look at 27 I had to use Chiamaka because she's very guilty of this. Yeah, let the whole world hear this. Look at 27. It says, and she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat crumbs which fall from the master table. Chiamaka would not have said this. Chiamaka would have just walked in verse 26 and said, oh, is it, is it okay to, look at 26. He says, and he answered and said, is it not meat to take the children bread to cast it to dogs? Chiamaka said, me? Dogs? dogs when the bible says beware of dogs and you know now it is you because you are using english to read the scripture and you and you know the entomology of words has changed now when we say dogs now you're already thinking of oh fluffy you're just thinking oh let me take somebody that's not what they meant in their time when they refer to dog in their time they were referring to something evil something that mm, is for outcasts like nannies people that are not qualified to eat are you getting what I'm saying? So, you know, if I said that to Chia, let me use Chiamaka for instance. So, if I said that to Chiamaka now, and I said, no, it's not, it's not, I, I don't want to bless you, this or that. You know, disciples, let's say Fever is the disciple now, and Fever is saying, no, no, leave us, leave us, leave our master alone, leave pastor alone, leave pastor alone, don't disturb pastor. And I said, okay, wait. It is not meat for me to give you what is meant for children to give to God. And Chiamaka was just say. Thank you, Pastor. I'm going. You don't even want to bless me before. You have even said this. Oh, this is Jamaica used to do that. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you know, like the church used to say, say to Akipos. We can simply say, say to who now? No, nobody's talking. Are you scared of her? Say to who? Hey, ah, nobody is talking. Say to who? <laughs> exactly. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> so, now, if, if she was in that shoe, in verse 27, she would not have proceeded. And that is where many of us miss it. In verse 27, she said, she said, truth. She said, yes, you have rightly said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the scrums which fall from the master's table. She, she persisted. Do you know what crumbs means? You know, when you eat breads, you eat crumbs. How many of you eat crumbs? You don't eat crumbs, right? You Crumbs is a sign that you had the bread. 
right? That's 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 eating for you. You know, you must be you must be hell of a somebody to pack crumbs to eat. <laughs> I can't imagine you just packing the just picking the woman. That's not going to do anything to you. But look at what the woman says. She said, "I want the crumbs." That's persistence. But you know, Chiamaka? Chiamaka said, oh no, me eat crumbs, crumbs. And I can't, I can't belittle my status. No. <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> Look at in verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh woman, great is thy what? Faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And thy daughter was made whole that very hour. Persistence. Some of you just need to stay long enough with the word. Persistent. What was her fate? She put a demand. She never uttered her desires. Some of you just don't know what you want. Some of you just don't know what you want from God. I've taught you, listen to walking on what I beg every one of you. Before next Sunday, please listen to walking on what I, I, I explained some, some hell of a truth there. Some of you just don't know what you want. Some of you ask God for, okay, let's say you're asking God, let's just use for instance, you're asking God for a car today. By tomorrow, you're already discouraged. You're just saying, no, no, God cannot give me. Christ lies too much. No, God can't give me. No, there's nothing. No. The woman, do you know what the woman said? She said, I, give me the crumbs. I would not like to eat crumbs, but I'd rather persist on God's word. She persisted on God's word. She never uttered a desire. So Jesus located faith in what she said. She was, so imagine, do you know what, do you know what was happening? She was in the presence of healing. <laughs> Jesus, we can simply say Jesus is healing, right? 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 He is God, right? So she was in the presence of a, a solution. But you know what we do? We don't say, mm. like I told you all the time. Some of you just get too familiar. Just say, oh no, he can't pray for me. No, no, no. This, this can't happen. And that's where your unbelief comes in. She was in the presence of healing and she persisted. And the healing power was right there. She stayed right there till the healing came. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'd rather stay there. She didn't give up. She spoke three times. She kept speaking. You know, disciples chased her away. She said, I besought. Then Jesus answered. She came again, worshiping, said, Lord, help me in verse 25. She kept speaking. She spoke three times. And Jesus located her faith in what she said. So faith never, faith never wavers in desires. You must be somebody that you must learn to stick to God's word. That's why I taught you the song. Lord, you've been faithful to me in all of these things. I've come to know, sticking by your word, you will never let me down. Let me tell you, the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. The word, it has never failed before and it is never going to fail. Why have you not seen results? You've just not stayed long in it. Hallelujah. You just not stay long in it. The word of God has never failed. The Bible says no word of a king falls to the ground. It will accomplish what it says it will do. Glory to God. It will. Learn to stay on God's word. 
You are trusting God for healing, stay on God's wall. You are believing God for a miracle, stay on God's wall. You are believing God for this, stay on God's wall. Stay on God's wall. You're trusting God for something big in the natural, maybe your finances, a job, and everything. Stay on God's word. The word of God has never failed. And it's never going to fail. How you get to what I'm saying? It's never going to fail. So Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. So healing is my bread. Healing is my bread. Healing is children's bread. Children's bread means something that can easily assess. So healing is something that, you know, every typical family buys bread at home, right? I don't know about your family, but my, we always have bread at home. If there's anything that you know will always be in every house, how many of you know it's going to be bread? How many of you know that? Bread never finishes, right? All right, as it's finishing, you're buying more, right? That's to let you know that if you're hungry, there's always bread, right? That is exactly how it is. So Jesus was using that in the natural to let them understand. So that shows if I get an headache, I can quickly take my bread. Glory to God. If I get a cough, I can quickly take my bread. Glory to God. If I have a back pain, I can break, I can take my bread. If I have a new pain, I can take my bread. Glory to God. Healing is my bread. You're not saying like you mean it. Healing is my bread. It is. Healing is my bread. Because I'm a born again Christian. Because I'm born of God. Because I'm a Christian. Because this, I'm a son of God. Lord, we do God. So Jesus said, healing is children's bread. Look at in Mark 11 verse 24. Remember I told you I'm rounding off now and I'm, and I'm really rounding off. I mean it. Mark 11 verse 24. Mark 11 verse 24. He says, therefore, I'll wait for you. I want you to be there. We can safely say Jesus was praying. Let's start from verse 23 here. He says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he saith. Are you seeing it? He shall do what? He shall do what? We are not reading it. He shall do what? He shall have whatsoever he says. I have a message I thought about four years ago now, or three years ago. You can have whatsoever you say. You should listen to it also. You can have whatsoever you say. Verse 24, it says, Therefore I say to you, that whatsoever things you desire. Remember, we explained desire. So can we say, whatsoever things you pray for, right? Can we say that? Whatsoever things you believe, we strongly desire, we strongly pray for. Can we, I mean, if you agree, can, we can say that. Right? I explained it the other time, right? Alright. So we can say, whatsoever we pray for. He says, when you pray. You see that? Now, he's not explaining where you pray. Right? Because you would have prayed. Right? Yes, right? Alright. He says, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall do what? You shall have them. So a believer can always have everything he needs. Everything. When I say everything, I mean everything. You put it for a job, put it again. They didn't pick you, put it again. How you get to what I'm saying? You know you like that place. You know that one is going to give you comfort of time. You know that one is going to allow you to serve God more. You know they pay good. And they didn't pick you, put it again. Never give up. There is something about the life of God that never gives up. Hallelujah. You could still be feeling that headache. Just keep speaking God's word. Hallelujah. You're saying the healing power of God walks through my body and, and it's as though the things start pounding more and more. <laughs> and you're tempted and say, ah, get me Halif, get me Brubofi. No, say, right now I receive. Keep speaking God's word. You're going to see the result. He says in James 1 verse 5, 
Is this, if you, is this a, a double-minded man? He's unstable in all his world. So don't be a, a double-minded man. So healing is a thing. I always tell you, don't doubt in your heart. Because when you are doubting, as you are speaking, nothing will change. We are doubting as you're speaking, nothing will change. James 5 is 14. It says, the, 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 uh, if any man be sick, James 5 14, if any man be sick, let, um, let the prayer of faith be prayed for him. And who prays the prayer of faith? Is the sick prays the prayer of faith. Because the prayer of faith is when you believe, you receive. So that woman kept at it. That woman kept at it. She kept at it. So when a man is in faith, he doesn't give up. Tell the man, say, I don't give up. I don't no, you're not saying it like you mean it. I don't, give up. I don't give up. So I could have a migraine. I could have a problem in my body. I just know well. This is time to act on God's word. I'd rather act like God's word is true. I'm going to be 90 preaching God's word. I don't know about you. I'm going to be Audrey strong preaching God's word. Kenneth Copeland is in his 80s, 85, 86, if I'm not mistaken. Still standing for three, four hours. Preaching God's word. Healing the sick. My body is not going to fail me. I don't know about you. When I'm 90, my body is still strong. My body is still revitalized like I'm young. Hallelujah. I'm never going to have any cause. To, to spend any bill in the hospital. I don't know about you, but see, America is, America healthcare is very expensive. I'd rather not use $60,000. Was it $60,000 we're seeing that time? $60,000 to pay for, for ICU or something? I'd rather spend that to buy a good car. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd rather spend that to put the gospel on the blue plan on, on TV than spend that on health insurance or spend that on medical bill. Someone say, how will doctor fee? They will find a miss. <laughs> God will take the of there. Uh, someone say, oh, so if we heal everybody, how will God will take good care of there. Hallelujah. But I'd rather not spend that money on antidepressant drugs. I'd rather not spend that money on, on rehabilitation centers. I'd rather spend my time on God's wall. Hallelujah. See why it's good to come to church? You know why you come to church? You are pumping God's word into you. So that you can react when things happen. You know, if anything comes your way now this week, you know how to react. That is what, that's what coming to church does. It enlightens you. Let's say a sickness try to, maybe you just try to feel feverish. You just say, oh, I believe and I receive. That the only power of God works in my body. My body is receptive now to the power of God. Remember what I told you I did many years ago? I didn't even know what I'm preaching now then when I spoke God's word. I didn't. I just knew that if I could speak to my body, my body will listen. I think I heard something about that prior to that time. And I just let me act on this. And it's been years. I've never had the cause to, to be admitted to an hospital. I followed a friend of mine to an hospital when I was in Nigeria um, in, in, in December. She had a problem with her ears. And I saw men. The, the, I saw men in severe conditions. I had to walk up to one. I said, I, I, I had to beg the person. Say, so the person said, no, don't beg me. It's normal. How, how are you taking sickness as normal? And a lot of us have learned to commonize. They say, Headache is normal. It's not normal for me. 
that issue is normal. Why? Why should it be normal? Oh, it's just a flu. It is not just. A flu has killed people. Don't take your life with chances. Learn to act like God's word is true. Are you getting what I'm saying? Act like God's word is true. I receive and I believe. I believe and I receive. That I'm healed. Hallelujah. Can somebody say that this morning? I believe and I receive that I'm You're not saying like you mean it. I believe and I receive that I'm healed. You're healed. Healing in my body. I receive healing in my body in the name of Jesus. You know you can say that all the time. You wake up in the morning and say, I receive healing in my body all the time. This pain is going. You're waking up every morning and you're speaking it. The woman with the issue of God, the Bible says, she kept speaking. She kept speaking. She kept saying. So faith gives direction to God's power. Faith gives direction to God's power. You know, dementia is not a, is not a good thing, right? There's somebody, there's somebody as I'm speaking, or somebody who will listen to me, that somebody in your family is trying to go through that case of dementia. The person is healed right now. Amen. Dementia is healed. He's healed. He's healed. So healing is my bread. Just like I can walk into the store now and just take bread and eat, I can just walk into the room and take healing. So you can never have a cause to be sick in life. Hallelujah. You can never. There is something I know. Like I told you as we started, I said, no matter what it is, I will always triumph by God's power. I will always rely on the power of God. I don't know about you. But I would rather not spend $100,000 on a Medicaid. I'd rather spend it to get a good car or get a good suit and a good shoe. Someone says, is that wrong? <laughs> it's your problem. <laughs> yeah. So you might not be healing, needing healing right now. But let me tell you, as far as you are in this mortal body, your body is going to need it someday. It might be tomorrow. It might be next month. But you're going to need what I'm teaching you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So learn to feed on this a whole lot. Healing is working in my body always. My head is receptive to God's power. You know, some of you, before you write an exam, you can just speak that. And just say, after you have read, not that you've not read. <laughs> after you have read. You just say, you can just start speaking 10 minutes before the time and just say, right now my head is receptive to what I've read. I am not forgetful. You know you can speak those things before the exam. I am not forgetful. I write down things. I'm not for You can just keep saying things like that. I'm not forgetful. I am supernaturally smart. God's wisdom is working in me to know how to pen questions, to know how to answer questions rightly. You know you can say things like that. Having read, read, never, never throw out your spiritual life away. Your spiritual life is actually your life. So healing is children's bread. Galatians 3 verse 26. So have got faith. So you, 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 we are no more needing faith like the woman. Remember I thought you in the God kind of faith. I don't know if you were there in that series when I was teaching you faith this, earlier this year. And I made you, you should listen to it also. And I made you understand that you are not needing faith because you are now born of what? You are born of faith. 
So you are not like that woman who was trying to need faith anymore. Now you are born again. You are living in faith. So you, you must. So all you just need to do is to be conscious of the fact. Be conscious of your right and privilege in Christ. Be conscious of your sonship. Hebrews 2 verse 11. It says, He made he that is sanctified. Both they that are sanctified and he that is sanctified. They are now called brethren. We are called brethren. So I will never have a problem with condemnation. Romans 5 verse 1. There's therefore now no, Romans 8 verse 1, there's therefore now no condemnation to them that believe. I, I got every right and privilege as a son. So healing is my bread. Say healing is my bread. Is You're my not bread. saying it like you mean it. Healing is my bread. So we have the word of God and my father is the healer. Glory to God. My, I have a healing father. We have a healing father. So we can walk into the room and get our bread. And what's our bread? Healing, right? Right health, right? Good life, right? Long life, right? You know you don't have to die early. Hallelujah. You know your mom don't have to die early. Hallelujah. Somebody in this meeting this morning, your mom is sick. Probably she's not told you. But your mom is not dying. Hallelujah. None of you in this service, none of you, you are, you are not losing any of your family members. Because the healing power of God is working. In the name of Jesus. You're not losing your mom anytime soon. No. No, you're not losing your mom anytime soon. The healing power of God is working. The healing power of God is working. Even to that your friend. There's that your friend who is sick, who is catching a flu, who is having a thing. The healing power of God is working. Hallelujah. The healing power of God is working. There's somebody here that your friend is going through a problem. The healing power of God is working. The healing power of God is working. And you know why? Because you came to this service. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's just, I don't know about you, but there's just something about all of you that came to this service. And that is, I, I sense in my spirit, that is like you guys are going to wear, you know, how do I describe it? I, I just saw it like a flash in a vision now. And it's like, you guys are wearing like, you know, you know, you know, like uh, this thing that somebody wears and it dispenses things like, how do I explain this? Uh, how do, how do I explain? You know, like saying you are wearing like an oxygen bag and you are under the water and the thing is coming out and just that's how you are. It's like you are. It's like God is enveloping all of you in this service this this morning with an healing. It's like saying it's like saying people like an healing dispenser. Yeah, that's the word. That everywhere you walk into, right from today, you light up that place. Kalabashaski says the says you light up that place and no darkness and darkness bow before you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The limp power of God is working. It is working through you. You can always be healed all the time. That's your friend is you. By the time you get back, the friend is you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you came to this service. Hallelujah. You know, you can never catch monkey paws. It's not your portion. You know, coronavirus doesn't have its hold on you. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It is of the devil. It doesn't. No sickness can come near you. Never. Never. You must be confident on the healing power of God. I dare say that nothing can touch you. Glory to God. Nothing can touch you. Nothing. The Bible says in Mark 16, he says you will tread upon serpent and scorpion. No, not Mark 16 now. This look there. You will tread upon serpents and scorpion. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I think that's Mark 16 now. 
So healing is my bread. The healing God is our father. So you can say to your body, you this asthma, I curse you from the roots. And right now I speak to my body that you are healed. Hallelujah. You can say to that migraine, I say right now I curse you and say in the name of Jesus I curse you. Because I told you it's a curse, right? Sickness is a curse, right? That disease is a failure, right? It's a curse. You can tell, I curse you now from the root. And I say right now take your footprint and take your hold of my life. And now the healing power of God works in my body. Now! I didn't know what I'm teaching you now when I said it to my own body many years ago. I'm not lying to you. My, this is my sister here. She can tell you. I didn't know what I'm teaching you now when I said it to my body 10, 11 years ago. I was just in the hospital bed and I lifted up my voice and I said, right now, I will never have a cause to be sick again. You can't be healed. Hallelujah. You can't. Act like God's word is true. Thank you, Father. Act like God's word is true. Act like God's word is true. Sickness is an oppression of the devil. Sickness is not God's will for your life. Hallelujah. It's not. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be strong, hale and healthy. Hundred. Yes, and you still see me jumping around in an Holy Ghost meeting. You still see me running around laughing and rejoicing in the spirit. You still see me laying us on the sick and they are recovering. 90, 100, strong, strong, strong. You can be like that also, but it starts now. Hallelujah. It starts now. Learn to speak and pump God's word to your body. Listening to this, listening over. See, I'll, I'll make sure that this message is out by this night. Listening to it over and over and over again. Headache has no hold in your body. Don't say it's just an headache. It's not just an headache. Cuss it out. You get what I'm saying? Cuss it out. Healing is my bread. Healing is my bread. So it is time to use your authority. Act like God's word is true. Act like God's word is true. Act like God's word is true. When God heals the word, see, let me tell you something. When God heals the word, it is a proof of signs and wonders. But to us as believers, it is our right and privilege. I can go on an outreach now and heal a Muslim. I'm displaying signs and wonders to the Muslim. But to you who are born again, it's not a sign and wonder for you again. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is now your right and privilege. I can go out now, demonstrate the power of God, get people out of wishes, right? Get people out from their sick beds and they will walk. I'm just displaying signs and wonders just because, just to get them to believe, right? But to you who are saved, who is listening to me now, it's not, it shouldn't be a sign and wonder to you. You already know God can do it, right? So it is now a right and a privilege. I don't want us to have a church where we are admitting people to be sick. I don't want us to ever have to pay money to say, oh, let's gather and contribute money. That, ah, that sister is going through a terrible problem. I don't want it to ever happen to us as a church. We are going to stand on God's word. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, we are going to stand on God's word. We are going to. We are going to. And it starts from now. Some of you, you don't, some of you, you just feel very healthy. You don't even understand what I'm saying. You're going to understand it very soon. <laughs> I'm led of God to teach what I'm teaching. Why would God have me teach what I'm teaching this September? I don't know why. But you're going to understand it very soon. So healing is my bread. Healing is my bread. 
Healing is my bread. You're not saying like you mean it. Healing is my bread. So we are going to kick out sicknesses and diseases out of our lives, out of our family. You know, you can receive healing for your family, your siblings. That your sibling that is having something with heart condition. You know, the person can be healed. That your sibling going through, I, I see it like, is it heart or chest? Is there, so, is there, is there something like chest pain? I, I see that with your sibling. That person is healed. That person is healed. It's a guy. I, I just saw the guy. The person is healed. Amen. Chest pain is gone. Amen. You know, you can stand in healing for your siblings, for your family. You can. That woman received healing for who? Her daughter. She was receiving healing for her daughter. So you can receive healing for your friend. You can receive healing for your family. Right? You can. So we are going to kick out sicknesses and diseases. Out of our lives. Out of our family. Out of our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to. We're going to. This very meaning, I just want you to speak and and just speak to your body. Just, just right where you're sitting now. Lift your voice and, you know, there's something about lifting your voice to talk. You know, you know when you're talking to your younger one, you don't say, hey, stand up from the chair. You say, stand up from the chair. That's how you address devils. Go listen to casting out devils. I explain things like that there. You don't, you don't pamper things like that. It's just like showed you, I gave you an example of a mosquito. You don't, you know, you are aggressive with a mosquito. You want to kill a mosquito. So you don't say, oh, oh, this and that. No, you speak. In the name of Jesus. I told you I did mine many years ago. I lifted my voice. I didn't care whether the guy who was listening to me, I didn't care. I want to be healed. If he want, I left him in the hospital. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I left him there, but me, I was admitted the next day. Glory to God. I had to go. I have church to preach to that time. So, you can act like God's word is true. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let's act like God's word is true. Speak to your body. That your body is receptive to God's power. Your body never feels sicknesses and diseases. You know, you can speak God's word. Lift your voice and, and do that. I want, I want everybody to... See, this is, not, this is not time to soliloquize. Listen to me. I'm not saying you should soliloquize. And, uh, speak. See, everybody has problems. You might not know your own. You might not... Speak. Tell your body that any day you feel, my body is receptive. Tell the same body, I say, the day you decide to break down is the day you will decide to come back up. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's do some speaking sessions this morning. Say your brain, you can speak to your brain and say my mental faculties is receptive now. You know you can say that. If you cannot assimilate properly. You know if you cannot assimilate properly, you can say my mental faculties can assimilate now. You can tell your body you are strong. I'm ill and healthy. I'm healed. My body is receptive to God's power all the time. Lift your voice and speak to God's body to yourself. This way. We are going to kick out sicknesses and diseases out of our bodies, out of our families, out of our churches. And we are going to see God's healing walk all the time. 
The healing power of God works all the time. It's effective the healing and the cure all the time. 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 Hallelujah. I told you, I said, the same God who told us in Exodus 15 verse 26, he says, I am the God who healed thee. If he didn't heal the sick in the four Gospels, we would have questioned if he was God. And it's still happening today. Sicknesses still get healed today. I know. Some of you just by hearing me, the, the pain is disappeared. This service. I don't know if you like like that. Some you came into the service, you had the pain. Check it. It has gone. It has. I don't have to I don't have to lay hands today. No. It has. It has gone. Even your friend, just by you, just by this service, is healed. You will get back and you will know what I'm saying. Your mom is healed. Your mom is healed. Your friend is healed. Your friend has, in fact, I'm seeing someone. Your friend has somebody in the hospital. The healing power of God is working right now as I speak. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Rather than go for the next drug, I go for the next war. I go for the war. I don't know about you. Rather than go for the next medication, I go for the war. Tell your neighbor, say, rather than go for the next war. Rather than go for the next medication, I go for the war. Rather than go for the next medication, I go for the war. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's the same God, the same story. The same God, the same story. The same God, the same story. If he could heal that woman in the four gospels, he can heal again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If he can heal that woman in the four gospels, he can heal again. If he healed me 10, 11 years ago, he can heal again. Some of you, he has healed you before, he can heal again. Same God, the same story. Glory to God. Glory to God. Same God, the same story. 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 You know, you don't have chest pain anymore. You know, you can go back to the hospital and tell them to recheck you and they, and they will not find anything. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, that heart condition is gone. Mm, he's gone. He's gone. That pain is gone. And like I told you, there is that dispenser walking through you that dispenses healing. There is something about us in this service that we, we, are, we are so encompassed with God's glory. And like I said, we are going to light up in that place by healing the sick. And healing of the sick, we are going to see more miracles in the days to come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Between now and December, we are, go we are going to have records of miracles we cannot count again. Asthmas are gone. Asthmas are gone. There is a case we are going to meet in the next couple of weeks. A woman pronounced giving about three, about three, four weeks of soul to leave. We are going to encounter that woman supernaturally. And we are going to speak God's life to her. And see, we've not met her, but we are speaking it already. 
Because we are going to. Yeah, we are going to. In the next couple of weeks, we will just meet the woman. Somebody, it's actually going to happen that somebody will tell you that, oh, I have this person that is sick and she's pronounced about 34 weeks and she's going to be healed. He's going to. The person is going to. We are, you're going to encounter that woman and the person is going to be free. You're just going to lay hands and the person is going to be free from that condition. Because the healing power of God works. You know your hands can rot miracles. Say my hands can rot miracles. You know your hands can rot miracles. Before telling your friends, sorry, you can tell the person, say in the name of Jesus, the power of God works. Before telling your friends, sorry, you can say in the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah. Before telling your friends, sorry, you can say the power of God works. Glory, glory, glory. The power of God works. Tell the neighbor, say the power of God works. The power of God works. The power of God works. Healing is my bread. Healing is my bread. I'd rather go for the world than the next medication. I'd rather go for the world than the rest medication. Healing is my bread. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Is the same God the same story? Is the same God the same story? Same God and same story. Same God, same story. If he was able to heal yesterday, he can heal today. Some of you just need to feed on that. He can. He can. And see, we are going to record miracles, countless number of miracles. It's going to happen even among new converts. People you've not seen yet that you are still going to preach to is going to happen among them. Between now and December, it's going to be festivals of miracles. Oh, yes, festivals of miracles. I'm going to teach you later on how to heal the sick. But listen, get well first. Hallelujah. Get well first. Get well first. Glory to God. It can happen again. Sicknesses have been cured. Sicknesses have been cured. Healings have been healed. People have been healed. It can happen again. It can happen again. It can happen again. I remember a case we were praying for about two years ago. Me and the pastor, I sat down there for a while. We went to that case. The person was pronounced dead. He was in a coma. And we went to the guy. You know, I think he drowned. He went to swim and he drowned. He was gone. It it took them a long while to find out that he was drowned. So, you know that shock, I don't know what they call it, that two things they they put on people, they did it on him several times. He didn't come back. So, they isolated him for a while and the mother called us. The mother said, I believe that if the pastors come and pray, my my son is going to be healed. How we got to the hospital. I think we got to the hospital around afternoon, around 34 p.m. And we prayed. This guy, he couldn't even hear us. We prayed. We prayed for him. The next day he was discharged. Uh, see, you know, he was, he was at that stage of death. Even me, I was shocked. I didn't believe. I was almost comforting. After I finished praying, I was almost comforting the mother. Like, sorry, sorry. But I was just had to be strong, you know, as a pastor, the Lord will hear you, the Lord, the Lord will take care of you. The next day, the mother called 
and said, I'm just taking my son away. You know what happened? Me and the pastor, we had to quickly go and see him to check whether it's true because we didn't believe. That's how God works. And I said that story because some of you are going to meet situations like that. It might not be that kind of situations, but an almost impossible situation. I, I, that story just came to me. It wasn't part of my sermon today. But, but you will meet like that almost an impossible situation. You'll be wondering, it's not possible. I came to tell you this morning, it is possible. Hallelujah. It is possible. God is willing to heal that person. Glory to God. Mental retarded people can be healed. Those people in homes just touch their head and say, right now, your head is receptive. And their sense will jack back to work. It's demonic for them. It's demonic for Americans to be making those people, to be making money out of those people. That's demonic. And we are not going to yield to the devil. That's demonic. When you meet anyone like that, because they give them drugs that makes them not want to get better. That's demonic. But the healing power of God works. Are you getting what I'm saying? The healing power of God works. Just touch them and say, in the name of Jesus, your mental faculties are receptive now. And you see healing. Glory to God. It's the same God, the same story. Same God, the same story. Tell your neighbor, say, same God, the same story. Same God, same story. Just lift your hands and worship him this evening, this morning. Bless him. Bless him and worship him. Bless him and worship him. Bless him and worship him. He is the same.